Hello and welcome to Welcome three. Welcome four. Should should have should have opened my notes before I started that oh. sentence, shouldn't I really? <laughs> it's alright, it's alright. They're a loyal fan base. Hello and welcome to Fallout Podcast, episode 89, aka Shoes for the Dead. It's a futile fall showdown. Uh one down round two with a mere 256 songs remaining. Shakedown, two eras, 77 to 93, and 97, no, whatever. Thank you, the annotated fall, and a bunch of other people. Oh, brother, (laughs) the Puritans, Falling Five, Church of the Fall, the track record, etc., etc. Thank you. Tonight, Before the Moon Falls versus Craigness, Spencer Must Die versus Lodestones and Smile versus No Bulbs. Joined, as always, by Pippington, Billy, and William Rugby. Her shadowed face. How are you, Pip? I'm hot and bothered, mate, to be honest with you. And had, having to make the decisions this week has been cruel and despicable. What decisions are you speaking of? I'm talking about this show and the predicament that you've placed us in. Brilliant. And Lord Shamalam Temple. Life is short and full of thought. I use the power. Shamalama Bingbong. Very good. And Pemberton Shamalam Walker. Compared to this, St. Petersburg was nothing. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm doing well. I'm, I'm super. Thanks for asking. And adorned maybe by Tiny Tim Twa. Marquee Tiny Tim Twa Twa. Um, is that a ghost? He is there. It does look like there's a ghost right behind you on the thing. Can there you is. see that? It's tiny yeah. I'm just an ectoplasm. He's going to start wrapping the tables. Brilliant. I'm Tree Beads O'Shaughnessy with a scent of Vichy expensive patron chippings from uh, Michael E and Max. And uh, we have a special guest, one of Ezra's many Martin friends. Martin, nice to meet you. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your love of the fall or hate of the fall? And uh, where are you ranking the Martins list? Uh, well, very high. I'd like to think I'm in the top one. Um, my, hi, I'm Ezra's friend. Um, before I met Ezra in Japan, um, I was Fidel Villeneuve on Digital Hardcore Records. Uh, that was Alec Empire and Atari Teenage Rights label, which doesn't sound like The Fall at all. Uh, after that, I was in a band called Applicants, which wasn't like The Fall either. Uh, the Fall in my life, they've sort of come in and out like a, a strange granddad, you know, wandering in and out of my life. And thank you very much for the opportunity of listening to it all again. Um, me and Ezra now DJ sometimes. And uh, I do a, a show. This is called Fallout. I do a show called Radioactivity. So very nice. hopefully we'll have a good chat today, I think. It's been Indeed. very difficult, uh, these choices, I have yeah, to say. They really are. There's some great, great tunes. There. So we we are called Fallout so as to trick all of the video game people into li- listening to us um, who think we're, they're here for a chat about that uh, popular uh, game. Uh, yours, I guess, is to trick Craftwood, Craftwood fans into into listening. Is that right? Uh, well, it, it, it's uh, if you're epileptic, please don't watch it because okay. it's like really VJ, like sort of glitchy, and it's it's. Um, uh, I think that's Ezra's the only kind of person who'd put up with it, really. That's, so it's that's fantastic. Right. Nice. Yeah. The, the the irony is, is that I am in fact um, epileptic. I just, sh- I just like having fits. You should see him dance. It's uh, it's very good. Not really, of course. Please be careful. <laughs> <laughs> here, here you go. Here's a trivia question for all of you in the room. 
there is actually a connection between Alec Empire and the fall. Is it dogs? Yeah, they're both like dogs. A good try. It's close, cool. but it's a bit, bit, bit stronger than that. Ah. I'll give you a clue. Breakfast. I'll give you a clue. The monks. Fantastic remix. Well, uh, you know when the monks did "Higgle Die Piggle Die," which you claimed was not a cover album, but obviously is. That was a single. The, the it was a, it was released as a seven inch, and on the other side was Alec Empire's uh, song. Uh, he did a version of "Monk Time" fe- featuring Gary Berger, the original Monk singer. So there you go. Now th- there is some trivia <laughs> for you. Spitting the facts today. Isn't it? I'd like to hear that. <laughs> yes, but let's move on because. <laughs> Oh, yes, sorry, let's move on. No, no, let's sorry. not move on. I would like to dig into this deeper. Please go for it. <laughs> no, I was just trying to think. Ali Kempo used to go on stage and uh, when he did the song No Remorse, and I can't remember who he sampled, but I know I've got this wrong. I mean, it's like Anthrax or something. And then yours used to say, uh, they didn't want to come over to play, actually, so we just sampled it. And he used to say this joke every time, and it sort of wore really thin. You know? <laughs> yeah, like I mean, was he? Things. By any chance? Sorry? German, by any chance? Oh, Alec, yeah, he was, yeah, well, yeah, I, yeah. Alexander Vilker. I do remember Peel playing uh, quite a lot of stuff on digital hardcore back in the day, like, you know, going back to sort of uh, late 90s kind of thing. It's good stuff. Craig Crack, rest in peace. Shall mm. we um, mm. Shall we move on to the first uh, song of the evening, which is Before the Moon Falls Off Dragnet. on and back for a musical Sweet, sweet. Pip, as is customary, I'm coming to you first. Before the moon falls, what do you reckon to that? Do you know what, right? So I, I remember fantasizing about being in a band when I was young, when I was first starting to play guitar and thinking about how awesome it would be to be in like a street gang kind of band like The Fall or maybe like The Beatles in Hamburg or something. And it's all about sort of sticking together and sort of, you know, thick and thin and all that kind of stuff. And I How'd just... that work out for you? It's rubbish. <laughs> I, uh, I love the sort of expansion of that fantasy at the start of this song into the note, a band is a detective agency coming back from a musical pilgrimage. And it's like, it's so Michael Moorcock and like sort of expansive in the way that you sort of think about the identity of the band and that. And it's narrative in a way that you just don't really hear other bands doing, that they talk about the character of the band as being the protagonist and it's all right, I, which I just love about this tune. It's, it's everything that I come to Dragnet for it's it's sinister wonderfulness. It's these beautiful riffs that are constructed that sound part slayer, part sort of slinky plonk clean guitar. It's motoric in the best possible sense when it needs to be. Um, and you've got everything from Blakey and Anarchism to weird kind of uh 
odd, obtuse lyric forms that are going on. This is absolutely brilliant. Apart from the weird mid-late that it goes into, which just seems to like I, I just throw the complete tone of the song. And I can't help but my finger just starts pointing to Riley with a guilty expression on his face. And then they pull it back and it's it's all fine again. So I love this tune. It's brilliant. I'm, I'm with you. I wrote uh, on a necessarily noisy midlife for a few bars, but uh, yeah, stick with the it's middle. Only, it's only a strummed chord, but yeah, it sounds like an ice cream van going past. Well, that's Riley all over, isn't it? Ruining it. But um, there's a, the, the, you know, this is a version, I'll get into it more when I'm talking a bit more, but when, you know, this is a precursor to stuff like Garden, I think, and uh, stuff off um, perverted by language, longer stuff that did ish get rid of those kind of middle eights and those detours and just kind of hunker down into right next turn, yes. isn't it? yeah yeah and I, I i guess they just felt they kind of still needed that songy structure at this point maybe but uh, they didn't but uh what about you ezra what do you reckon to this well there's no bones about it for me uh before the moon falls is my favorite track off dragnet i think a large part of it is the sustained guitar chords which i know some people don't like but for me if a song doesn't have a sustained guitar chord it can get the fuck out of my toilet um and yeah you know i love it it it's a call to revolution and insurrection and as all calls to revolution and insurrection should be it's extremely vague <laughs> about what should be going on um i i really liked what phil said you know like you know it, it's this whole like kind of gang gang rock thing you know like you know like you've got the monkeys all in the bed and you've got the fall chain smoking with a bottle of whiskey in each of the drawers in the detective agency and i fucking love it and and you know like um the end where were we yeah yeah before the moon falls before the tide subsides before the moon falls for the fifth time before the fall swoons it's magnetic it's beautiful very very fond of it indeed Indeed, indeed. Martin, what do you make of this one? Well, I loved it as well, although I did love the middle eight, actually, because someone on a digital hardcore shit, so he said music should be about chaos and surprise. And that was pretty chaotic and surprising. And, you know, um, it shows you should always listen to a song all the way through, definitely. Um, I love the guitar riffs either side, it sound, and they complement each other really well. And it's very menacing, and it sounds like a kind of a manifesto. Um, it's a brilliant, brilliant song, and this was a very difficult choice. Indeed. Actually, you know, if I could interject, that Shizuo record, that's the only digital hardcore record I've got, and it's fucking killer. Shizuo versus Shizuo. It's very, it just stood the test of time. It's the only one that has, actually. It's sick as fuck. It's great, yeah. You know what? You know um, what we I, do? In the middle of this show, Martin, we're going to take a digital hardcore detour. So after we've done the first, uh, maybe the second, like, be ready to tell us some great tracks and we'll have a listen to the best of digital hardcore because that's what the fans are they're hankering for. They're already saying, <laughs> get rid of this fucking fall nonsense and play, play some fucking Alec Empire remixes of Nine Inch Nails. <laughs> well... You know, I've, I've not come here to subvert, really. Just, just have a chat, but uh, I'll, I'll give it a go. We'll have a think. All right, well, you got a bit of time. Alistair, what do you make? 
What, what do you make of Before the Moon Falls? Well, it's, it's a song, isn't it, that the fall wrote? No doubt there. Yeah, no it's, it's, a, it's, a good, it's quite dark sounding. It reminds me a little bit of some early Perubu stuff, you know, like things like uh, 30 Seconds Over Tokyo. Um, we've got like a real kind of a dark groove to it, like, but it's a massive progression from Witch Trials, isn't it? Um, you know, when it's coming into the, like the Dragnet LP. Um, uh, but the uh, the midlight was mentioned before does sound a bit witch trials. I think that that's like a bit of a throwback to like the, the earlier days. Um, but yeah, the, the, the bit at the end as well, which sounds like the, somebody kicking a PV amp. You know, that's, that's another highlight. Got to get a bit of noise in there, aren't you? Aye, indeed, indeed. Uh, what does Tim think of this? What a great question. I was just sorry, I was just lost in the thought. Kicking PV amp was what else? Does it deserve no, no more, do they? Not really. They deserve it. Oh, just by the way, we've got a sponsor for tonight. Sorry, we've got a sponsor. I just got. Yeah, it's PV Amps. They um, they've just phoned through and they've said best little amps on the market. Don't kick us. Thank you. Please continue. Dog shit amplifiers. Dog shit amplifiers. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, good. Don't worry. It's all right. I brought the PV amp. Please continue. Such a brilliant track. Such a jump up from Last of the Witch, sorry, uh, Live of the That's... Witch Trials. Supernatural detective vibes. I love the way it builds up and the weird little fast break. Just great quality and oozing atmosphere. Yes, indeed. It, it is. Uh, it's a dirgy, dark riffage with those nice chiming guitars and Mumbly Mez doing a, a kind of half storytelling, some noir elements. It's menacing and it's like... This is where you get into stuff like, you know, later in the day. Maybe the Pixies, someone like that, you know, who might have started with something like this, but then layered loads and loads of distorted guitars on the top as you go through to make it noisy, but the fall don't don't get into that nonsense. It just stays subdued, subdued and menacing. And it, and maybe just because of the lyrics, but it does I do really get the image of you know, the exorcist, kind of the picture of the exorcist where he's standing outside the house and the light shining, like not exactly that scene, but it very much paints a picture of standing in like a dark street at night, probably probably because the lyrics talk about the moon. Who knows? There is some heavy breathing uh, when he starts talking about the obscene phone calls, which is a nice touch. Um, but yeah, a nice subdued workout. And um, I've, I've said it's got a, a kind of, pastoral kraut kind of uh vibe to it as well with a, with a lot of a lot of grime before the moon falls it is a is a what uh max thinks the spoken part of the start is still spine tingling one of the tracks uh, along with figure walks and spectre which most benefits from dragnet's murky production i mean it does figure walks spectre and, and before the moon falls are the three real standouts for me in in terms of i mean similar ideas similar lyricism and, and fits in with where the fall were at at that time where smith was at and um Michael Lee has decided this week to throw in some his two cents. He was uh, always reluctant, thinking that we didn't want to hear lots and lots of people being read out over uh, in a podcast. But apparently, that's that is exactly what people want to hear. So you know, anybody who wants to vote on this show from now on, or send in stuff for me to read, just send them. I'm just going. That's all it's going to be from this point on. He says it's a bit of a groove. Also, cue all the eerie. That's what we call exactly. Exactly. It's all. It's this is all chatbot at this point it's all it's all chat gpt anyway avatars and shit before the moon falls it's a bit of a groove and the lyrics are great that's what michael said 
So we are we are private detectives onwards from musical pilgrimage, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Up there in the north, there are no wage packet jobs for us, thank Christ. While young married couples discuss the poverty of their self-built traps, and the junior clergy depan- demand more cash, we spit in their plate and wait for the ice to melt. I must create a new regime or live by another man's or woman. Um, shall we move on to the next <laughs> song? which is Craigness of A Wonderful of Friday, 1984. So here we go, Phil. Listen to this. Listen to what I'm going to do now. Craig, it'd be, it'd be, so we're doing a, you're doing an event in a few weeks and it'd be brilliant if Craig came to that event, wouldn't it? It would be, it would be even better. Yeah. It would really be the cherry on the cake. Tell us about that event, please. In a couple of weeks on the 23rd in Presswich as part of Presswich Arts Festival, myself, Another member of the podcast and invited friends will be performing uh, Hey Luciani for the first time since it was first put on in the 80s. 1985. 1985, yeah. And uh, we are inviting people down. Do you know what? I'm not sure how many tickets are left. Um, we've got a the evening performances sold out and the matinee performance. I think there might be a few tickets left if people nice. want to come. Yeah. Yeah, just a point though. This is going out the day after the show, so it's totally irrelevant what you've just said. But yeah. good. I hope it went well. <laughs> and I like the fact that you didn't even give Alistair a second of light in the sun. It's Alistair who's going to be the May podcast member. Who, although interestingly, somebody messaged on Facebook this week and said, "Is Ezra going to be involved?" Happily, I could yeah. tell them no. So <laughs> that's good. I also will not be involved because, uh, you know, me and him are on the other side of the world. But, um, yeah. it, it, it'd be I'm going to get some faces cut out for you and we'll stick you in the audience. Pretend you were there. Yeah, it'd be brilliant. It'd be good. But it's all finished now anyway. So hopefully you had a good time. But if you just find out about it, you've missed it and it's never happening again. So whatever. <laughs> so how about Craigness? What do you think about that, Ezra? What do I think about Craigness? Yes. I think it's fucking, I think it's top, top, top notch, top banana, fucking good stuff. What I really like about it is, you know, first of all, you've got this music, which to me, it, it really puts me in mind of the kind of shambolic, yet not shambolic, but extremely sophisticated music of Sid Barrett's solo years. Yes. Um, I'm not sure that you can say that the fall at this point were not shambolic musically or not. So, but anyway, shambles, real or faked, I like them. And yeah, you know, uh, it feels like the Donald Pleasance quote from the movie Alone in the Dark is like a spell in the song protecting Marky Smith from his hideous 
downstairs neighbours with the platinum Cthulhu curls and one-eyed satanic baby. And I love that kind of imagistic, like, kind of, you know, it's shattered through drunkenness, through hangover. Like, there's just shards of, like, the unpleasantness cutting through. It's coming back to, ah, mind moving slow is saint, mind stopped is God. And then the baby cries. It's such a fantastic track. I very, very, very love this one. Yes, it is absolutely delightful. And what does Martin think? Well, it is a bit like Terrapin. It's got that feel from Sid Barrett, definitely. Um, It's got a surreal quality and it's genuinely quite scary when it goes into the end bit. Uh, For me, it was very strange that you chose this one because... one of my first friends I made in music in my hometown, Wolverhampton, was called Craig. And he went to see Elastica and interview them for a fanzine when Mark E. Smith was, uh, he was doing some songs with them. But Mark right, E. Yeah. Smith was in a terrible mood and he was, uh, he was wandering around Wolverhampton trying to find the Civic Hall. <laughs> then he found it and then he got in and he saw my mate. He was like uh, Jarvis Cocker, but from Bolton. And he lived in a house. That's your mate, right? Yeah, my mate, not 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 Marky Smith, Smith, no. (laughs) And he was sort of like quite sort of famous within the town for wearing all these sort of charity shop suits and that. And he went into interview Elastica and uh, he took, he didn't like him at all, Marky Smith. He just, it's not the 70s anymore. And he got him thrown out. And he sort of became infamous. But when he did finally do the songs, he was just ripping into the front row. A lot of all the right. people there. And it's gone in legend. Nice. And I've got to talk about the, the song's brilliant. But I've got to balance that with this memory of this guy. And it's <laughs> it's worse than that because he died really young. It's like, I, I don't know whether this makes this song even better or really bad. I'm really torn. So I'd like to hear other people's opinions before yeah. I choose a winner. Because it's a brilliant, brilliant song, but so is Before the Moon Falls. So I'm really torn. I'm now uh, happy that I didn't interrupt you to make my standard joke of "Oh look, who's just arrived at the door?" because um, that w- that wouldn't be a good taste, would it? But uh, the Bolton Marky Smith is what he likes to be known as. Mama. Oh, the Bol- the Bolton Jarvis Cocker is what he likes it likes to be known as Marky Smith. But um, it is a delightful song. You know, what? I'm going to play a little bit of Terrapin now because it's a great tune. And uh, it is. There's, there's really no excuse for not playing it. And I've also written down here, and, and I think um, that it's a direct steal. And um, Tim Barrett says they should be suing the fall for the millions of pounds they, they made from Craigness. Uh, what's going on here? I really love you, and I mean you. The star above you. Crystal blue Well, oh, baby, my hair's on and about you Brilliant. Identical as well. Um, Alistair, what do you make of this? Sid Barrett chap. Sid Barrett? Well, uh, interesting guy, really, wasn't he? Like, you know, I... He's in the Rolling Stones, I think, <laughs> one of them bands. <laughs> Was it you know like he, he kind of like quit Floyd, but I don't know if that was because he was pissed off with like the whole scene and the industry and stuff like that, or if it was the drugs. Have you heard the uh, story, Al? Have you heard the story that of the last practice he had with Pink Floyd 
I think he wrote a song called It's Not That, but it was a joke. And every time they played a bit of it, he'd just say, no, that's, it's not that, it's not right. And then after about three hours, one of them just, just lost it with him. Um, it's on that, that five, history of rock music in 500 songs. There's one about, um, I think it's about Arnold Lane. Uh, yeah, it's well worth a listen. Still, we digress. We do. Is this commonplace in this uh, podcast? Uh, but yeah, Craig, Miss. A little charmer in it, you know. Um, it's got a really nice layer back feel to it again, dead sort of like minimalist, uh, uh, especially with the drums, like with this just like snare bass drum approach. Uh, picked up on the um, as we're sort of like saying shambolic, and he, he likes a bit of a shambles, uh, which takes me back to Ben Wallace, who wrote a song about a shambles, yeah. Some shambles in the back of the ladies' lavatory. Um, you sit on the toilet seat, no, I'll sit on the toilet seat, and you can sit in there. Um, but yeah. Uh, the uh, unflossed production, nice performance, it all sort of like works for me. Uh, no third out at the end, very sort of like, uh, you know, the, the, the frank way of, uh, of doing stuff. Uh, just a, a load of noise and cutting it dead, which is, uh, you know, what should do with a lot of songs, really. And so yeah. just fed to and repeat, uh, well, repeat and fed, yeah. But it's nice. a nice you are on the, with the vocals. What does Tim think? I don't know. I don't know what he thinks. He says, Before the Moon Falls is great and drips with personality and enthusiasm, but this is something else. He's right, isn't he? It's better arranged, totally coherent, and instead of smart lines that show youth, we have the truly evocative and thought-provoking, and then Mez screams and it collapses in an orgasmic orgy. Beautiful. No, um, I've always loved Dragnet. Before the Moon Falls, one of my favourite tunes. But the more I listen to Craigness, the more I really like it. It's um, it's unusual for this era. Something quite so jangly and and kind of laid back. And I think we we got a lot more of that in shift work era. Once Craig was like the only guitarist, because basically up until then it was always two. Right, it was Riley and uh, and then Bricks, and then Simon Rogers is around as well for bits of it. So. Uh, this reminds me of the stuff that he got into when um, when he was basically just taking care of business by himself. It's, it's really, really nice. Um, I, yeah, I put Gentle and Barrett-esque. Riffage is a whispering Bob M.E.S. Smith. Shuffling drummage and cheeky Snoopy keys. Uh, there's a lot of double vox, double vocal where he's singing, but uh, he's kind of singing related lines that kind of play off against each other. It's really, really nice. Although I do say that once it's set out its stall, about a minute in, a minute and a half, and it doesn't really do much uh, after that. And I would have probably preferred a really short version, just a minute or two long rather than three. But uh, that's that's a bit of a picky complaint, I think. Neighbour downstairs with one eye, cohabs with a mass of blonde curls. Wow, to pow, mind moving fast is mad. Mind moving slow, slow is sane. That's this for a smooth segue. Oh, can we get the Pleasants clip on? Yes, you can. Oh, yeah. You see, Dan. Oh, yeah. What a medical gang called schizophrenics are people who have taken a journey into the inmost reaches of the psyche. Most psychiatrists haven't the guts to follow them there. But I believe in you, Dan. I believe in you. Always remember what the Hindu mystic said. Mind moving fast is crazy. 
I'm slow, saint. Mind stopped is God. That's where we should have brought a Hallelujah Empire clip in. Um, do you notice the YouTube channel? Yanni knows Detective Instinct. I'm sure it's just a coincidence. Uh, what does uh, what do our Patreon people think? That's what, what what we want to know right now. Craigness loved the bit where he squeaks, Craig, coming after Stephen's song. This is obviously a tribute to the two stalwart members, which is a lovely thing to do. I bet the Radioheads never wrote a song with any of the band members in the title. Vote. Spoilers. <laughs> no, no spoilers. Craigness, a simple idea. This is, this is now Michael E. Craigness, a simple idea done well, but a bit forgettable. I kind of got to give him that a little bit. It's gentle, it's beautiful, but it... Mm, might not be enough. It's tough on this toughest choice of the evening for me. What does Phil, which way are you going, Pip? Well, shall I tell you what I think? What do you think about this song, Phil? <laughs> yeah, well, I agree with pretty much what everybody said, to be honest with you. So I'm not, I'm not exactly sure what else I can chuck in at this point. But it is, I guess, I'd, yeah, it's a tricky one, this. It's a tricky one. I really don't know which way I'm going. I think I may have to split my vote here. Ooh, that's in it. All right, that's fine. It's not like me to split me vote. I know well, you're, not a, you're not a vote splitter. It's not like certain people yeah. in this room. <clears throat> yes, Alistair, we are at Alistair what do you think of this song? I've already told you. But what? Which one's best? Which one? Which one's best? That would be an ecumenical matter. Very good. Very good. But if uh, you want to know which one I'm voting for, I'll go with the uh, PV kicking Mooney action. All right, it's easy. This isn't it. Um, what about uh, Tim? Which way is he going? He's on for craigness, hasn't he? He has gone Craigness, yeah. Brilliant. Uh, it's up to these these young chaps to see if they can turn the tide. Ezra, which way are you going? Well, young chaps, oh, fucking hell. Oh, oh. Ask, ask him first. Martin. I think uh, Dragnet, I think Dragnet is the better record, but I think Craigness is the better song. That's uh, somewhat controversial. There it is. What? Very there good it indeed. Is. I want to stay in the top one of uh ezra's in martin's friend book so i'm yes. gonna go for craigness too very good and he's coming up a, a big oh, week so... big week for you isn't it, ezra winning the mercury music prize only a couple of days ago what's uh how do you feel yeah, i know i don't know did you get I, to I feel like I've, I've got the mercury music prize stuck up my arse yeah did you get to meet freddy Fre oh i met all the freddies yeah <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> met them all loved them all yeah yeah, yeah. licked them did, did you meet uh, Freddie from Rod Jane and Freddie? You know what? Here's yeah. a weird thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's a Freddie. I, I actually, yeah, you know, I, I, I wasn't sure if it was them because there was so much come in my eyes um, after being Freddie's Kruger star and uh, what was that other? Oh, Mercury. Yeah, yeah, Mercury, yeah, yeah. Mercury yeah. Kruger, yeah. Prince Jr. Yeah, yeah I, I was drowning in yogurt. Very good. And then, yeah. And then, yeah, that last one would have been the Rod Jane and... And Freddie of them, yeah. Oh, Freddie got fingers. <laughs> yeah, we're starting a band. We're a super group. <laughs> Very good. Oh, Very good. So all of this has really been a way for me to try and uh, get away from taking a vote because it's now equal, a 3.5 each with both, so I get the deciding vote. And I've no fucking clue which way to go. This is a nightmare. Absolute nightmare. Split my vote. This is a draw. Split my vote. Go to the fingers, in it. Oh, fingers. Right. Fingers. Yeah. Yeah, fingers. Fingers. You're gonna have to explain them fingers to Martin. 
I'll explain yeah, to everyone, to the, to the punters who can't see the fingers, but Igor, you're allowed to vote up to three points for each song, zero, one, two, or three, and you show us on your fingers your human digits with what you choose. So we start I with... Point, I need to point out this point that Timothy tries been cheating again. Well, I'm not counting his votes because we've got a guess. So before the moon falls, right. uh, give us a score, everyone, out of three for before the moon falls. we got a three... Six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen. What's Tim saying? Uh, two point something stupid. Sixteen point n. <laughs> All right, let's have a uh, let's have a look at what Craigness. Two point five is given it. All right, sixteen point five. It is it's close. Oh, it's going to be bloody close. Uh, Craigness out of three. One, two, three, and go. <sighs> Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. And then what's he giving it? Doesn't matter, does five. it? Five. So twelve, that's fifteen. <laughs> so before the moon sneaks through. And um tell you what, let's put let's suspense must die, and then we'll take our segue, our our detour into the land of digital hardcore. So pleasant bit of Spencer must die, if you don't mind. I'm going to play a little bit of the uh, Peel session version because it's it's pretty different and it's it's also uh, really nice. So let's have a bit of a gander at that. As in, it's a completely different song with the same name, but whatever. Jeez, Louise. Wiggle your bum right to the floor. Because <laughs> I really love Julie Addison's stuff, but that's that's nonsense, whatever's going on there. That's like, that's like that LucasAid advert music. Was that Jean-Jacques Perry? <laughs> oh, that one, the popcorn one, right? I was thinking exactly yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I'm not saying it's as good. <laughs> no, no, it's, it's, it's dead similar to sort of like a, a bit like Mood Cookbook, isn't it? Something like that. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, pop butter. That kind of stuff, right? Pop butter, popcorn. Pop, pop butter, that's a different one, isn't it? All over the place tonight, we whatever. Who's Gershon Kingsley? He did a lot of stuff with Jack, uh, John Jack Perry, did Kingsley. Okay. Yeah, I've got a couple of solo LPs as well. Oh, this, yeah, this is the one, right? Yeah. Yeah, pop butter. Yes. Oh, when the percussion yeah. comes in and that's right. Yeah. It's the Fall Podcast. Uh, the Manchester Post Punk. About the Manchester Post Punk band, The Fall. All right. What, is, what are we talking about here? Spencer must die. Alistair, what do you think about that? Yeah, it sounds like John Jack Perry, doesn't it? It sounds like... Um, put, some on, put some John Jack Perry in. <laughs> yeah, not any John Jack Perry for ages. Yeah, put some on, Brendan. Um, no, not what I'm saying. You know, the um, <laughs> mood cut box stuff. Like, Completely reminds me of that. Like, but yeah, there's a nice group going on with it. Uh, Dead Compton, you can hear like Julian Ergle or Adamson's sort of like footprints stamping all over um, But yeah, good tune. Not going to complain about it. It's- <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Fucking Norman Collier. I was wondering about his garden. <laughs> Not my garden, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> what does Tim think of it? <laughs> One of the best things on the album by far, and it doesn't really sound like anything else in the catalogue. I love the plinky descending synth line and the unsure but grooving bass. Mayor's kind of sounds like he's doing a stereo MC's impression a few times. A great oddity. Yeah, it is. It's very nice, big beat ish. Um, that sliding kind of bass line, which uh, I don't think I don't know if Hanley has used that really on many, considering he's twenty years in at this point. It's interesting that he's doing something but that we definitely haven't heard much before. <laughs> Mumbling Mares. I'm talking now about most of the album version because I do prefer that. Although <laughs> the, the, the duck sounds on the Peel Session version were interesting, but I do like the uh, the album version. There's a bass fluff. Which again is interesting. There's like halfway through, misses a, he misses a note. Uh, uh, don't get a lot of a lot of bands leaving that stuff in. And been listening to there's an interview today that I saw where Alan McGee's interviewing Sean Ryder. It's really really good, really funny. And uh, it just got me thinking like this is one of those that like if Sean Ryder was singing this, it'd be it'd be really good. I think Mez does a good job. I think it's great, but I think this would be a brilliant like Mondays style track um it's kind of like a live band jamming out uh kind of more of a dance tune uh, it works really well um and i think uh, <laughs> this is one of the ones that he did with inch the dose band and um they only did a couple on this album but you know really they really stand out really good stuff um good shit as tim might say what does ezra think well me and fidel have had some heated exchanges about this track i'm fond of it 
and maybe that's apt because I've got a mouth full of cheese bun. Um, Spencer must die. Yeah, the first. <laughs> well, this, oh, no, 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 no. But this is the same. Like, is this Simon James Spencer, the guy like Dose, and then he was, did that inch? Yeah, correct. Because yeah. that's really good. That's really, really good. And didn't he actually die though? He did. Like, yeah. he did actually die. About five or six years after yeah. this, yeah. But the interesting thing in terms of time is that the the song itself came out like a, a month after Princess Diana died. Uh, but whether or not um, whether or not that is precog or just coincidence, like that. proper. Yeah, and you know, um, the first thing I thought was the annotated <laughs> fall is amazing because how could anyone ever fucking transcribe yes. those lyrics? I certainly couldn't have, but they did. And so, you know, back back, fucking good job, annotated ball. Um, yeah, the song, the track on the album, I like it. It's a louse groove. There's like some, you know, there's some ride symbol going on there. It's not like much I've heard from the fall before. And I like they keep the, you know, they keep the pot bobbling. <laughs> Bubbling. It was the 90s, so probably bobbled. Yes. Because he had bought in the nineties at, at Glastonbury Indeed. and whatnot. And the lyrics I really like: Radiator, Sean Connery, Minezine, to purchase with its compliments. Violence goes all fragmented. Zinc, Slinip, Amberdash, Jacquet attacks. J J K Mel speciality superb sunflowers. From the outskirts, amplified up the centuries, raspberries, intense, spence. This nice. is the house that Pat built. I mean, what can you say? And it's also precog because Patch Amberdash is a fictional country made for April Fool's Day in 2019. Oh. Several centuries after this song was recorded. Yes, brilliant. Fantastic. Alistair, have you got a dog? With you there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm going to talk. I was losing my shit because in between every word, as you were saying, there was a dog. I didn't talk back. It was like, in his garden. With fucking... Brilliant. Brilliant. What is. I, I like? did disagree with Ezra on this one. I. I... I think if the dog had been in the studio, it would have improved the song, you know, for me. Probably. Yeah, you need more dogs in know. studios, definitely. Yeah. And, and I mean, you know, just... jazz, I mean like the, the best kind of jazz just sounds like animal torture, you know. What does Tim think? Um, as you said, one of the best things on the album by far and doesn't really sound like anything else in the catalogue. I love the plinky descending synth line and the unsure but grooving bass. Maze kind of sounds like he's doing a stereo MC's impression a few times. A great oddity. Brilliant. Uh, um, what do I think? Let me tell you what I think. Do you know what, what I do you think? Yeah, what do you yeah. think? I think this is funky Sai, isn't it? And Steve, I'm having a jam. Oh, yeah, I think he just recorded it. And I think Mez has taken it and told Julia to put some sounds over the top and they've turned it into a turned it into a track. That's that's how it's the Genesis sounds to me. And it's like Messi's just reading the back of a magazine fruit or something. It's 
I, it, but it all works. It does all come together. And I'd, I'd written Happy Mondays down as well. It's uh, You wonder what it, a duet between Smith and Ryder would have sounded like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely nice stuff. Uh, yeah, that sliding bass and the twinkling keys from Adam Adamson is uh, is sweet, sweet, sweet stuff indeed. What's Tim think? You know you read it twice, oh, right? You know you, you, yeah. know you read it twice. Tell you again. Nah, whatever. It, doesn't it matter, says it? one of the best things on the album by far. Doesn't really sound like anything else in the catalog. I love the brilliant. Nailed it. Let's have a bit of a listen. <laughs> a great oddity. Oh, like David Bowie. Let's have a listen to some digital hardcore. So I'll start off. I'll play that Alec Empire uh, Monks cover that's on the B side. The B side of the falls one, and then maybe, um, maybe Martin, if you've got a couple, maybe if one of your own, even, but uh, let's have a list of the Alec Empire. Uh, well, I, first. I would suggest because we were talking about Shitsuo, uh, you should play Sweat, which is the first song from the album that Ezra mentioned, which is a very good choice. And the only digital hardcore act that I can think sounds a little bit like the fall would be Cobra Killer, and I would mm. recommend a song called Camera Eye. They're like sort of 60s cut up and all, all over the place. Oh, nice. Yeah, I got that there. one. So that's, that's what I would suggest. That first band that you talked about, Shit Sewer. What, how do we spell that? Shit S-H-I-Z-U-O. S-H-I-Z-U-O. Nice. All right. I'll, I'll do a bit. I'll do a mix. Seamless mix. You won't even notice. I'll beat Fucking match. Seamless. I'll beat match. <laughs> beat match in. Beat match in. War! War! There's always time for war! What time is it? It's mob time! Uh.
Camera. Camera. listen to uh, the Alec Empire um, with Gary Berger, Monk Time, timely, updated for the modern generation where unfortunately war still exists. And we had a listen to Shizuo Sweat, um, Cobra Killer Camera Eye, and then we had a listen to one of yours, Fidel uh, Fireman. That was that was well, I'm very embarrassed about that album. Alec Empire rang my mum's house and talked me into it, right. basically. And it's quite good because he, he rang up and then he went, hello, is Fidel there? And uh, my mum went, there's some weirdo on the phone for you, Martin. Come down. It was, uh, <laughs> it was very funny. <laughs> very good. I thought it was brilliant. <laughs> I found that album uh, in a local shop in Nakano. It was 100 yen in the bargain bin. Right. I don't so, have a copy of it. I wish I'd bought it. Someone, you know, never bargain. mind. No, it's good. It was, I thought it was great. Oh, this is, that's right up your street, right? Oh, damn straight, yeah. This, uh, I, I do remember the uh, digital archive stuff back in the day. It was always very difficult to get hold of because it was uh, pre-download. There's not that do downloads now anywhere. Um, but, yeah, you had to really sort of, like, hunt that shit out. Um and the only place you'd hear it was, was on Peel. Uh, but yeah, they, I'd have a big long list of stuff that Peel played that I liked and just be shitloads of it. Digital Arco. Yeah, nice. Get it at Islands on order, wouldn't you? If you were lucky. If you were bloody lucky. Uh, it's up against Lodestones off Remit 2013. Local. Lodestones. Local. Lodestones. Nice. So um, Ezra um, shared one earlier. I don't know how he came to this conclusion, but I kind of agree with him um, about well, a song. Nazareth. The Nazareth one, is that is that his own final or is that from Annotated Fall or somewhere like that? I'm not sure. But, I've never uh, before. I think it's Ezra. Um, well, yeah, we um, 
it reminded this is a song I bought from Oldies Unlimited in Wolverhampton and I was going to sample it. Right. And it's like a yeah, but it, it just reminds me of it when I was listening to it. Ezra's gone for a, a way. Sorry, he'll be back it's in a fi- minute. It's fine. We're no, just, no. We're... So this was your fine then, Martin. You know, he just doils himself. What's up? What's, what's, his, what's his problem today? Is it because he's got a guest? He's having a bit polite. Well, it's his computer. <laughs> it is, isn't it? Let's have a listen and see what this sounds like. Grange Hill as well, but um, I, I'll give you that, Martin. That's a good call, it's a very good call, not a bad tune at all. Oh, thank you. Um, so it's what... got a very funny, um, oh, sorry, got a very funny guitar solo at the end. There's like a very silly crash after the end of the guitar solo for no reason, <laughs> and it's like I, it's the best symbol I've ever heard in rock music. Very nice. We won't spoil it for people, you can go listen to that one for yourself, but it's. it's uh, it's a good call. Hard living by uh, a spinning top by Nazareth. B side to the hard living single. Uh, what do we all think of this song? Though? Well, it stands. Phil, what do you think of it? Now mute. Yeah, uh, it's it's it, it's all right. This for me. It's I, I don't mind it. It's uh, it's it's fun to listen to, but I don't know. It sort of drags its feet a little bit in terms of the pacing, and I think production makes it just sound a little bit leaden in places. But it's it's fun. It's it's not going to kill a gig or anything. It's uh, it's it's all right, but it's it's not my favourite stuff. Eh? No, no, it's it's um it it's a little bit um. Yeah, the plodding, the pub is strong, I think, on, on this one for sure. And um, yeah, it, it's actually one of the better ones on Remit, but uh, it's <laughs> it's not something I'm coming back to a lot. Um, Max said, Lodestones, come, come me hearties, treasure awaits us on the high seas. While um, Michael, who are indeed, um, Michael has simply written Lodestones, just, just the title. That's his entire comment. And I don't have too much more to say on it, to be honest. Um, but of course I will. Uh, it's got it's, a bit of the beef out about it, hasn't it, that riff? I mean, just a little bit there. But I, like I said, I think that call from Martha of Nazareth is spot on. Like it's, it's, it's the same, it's the kind of the lumpy, uh, the, the lumpy mashed potatoes that they that they might have uh, chugged down from time to time. Is that the pub? <laughs> just a whiff. Just a little pub? whiff. But that that's not a terrible thing. But it is, like you say, it's it, it's it's business as usual. And Eleni doesn't seem to know what to do. She's just kind of politely kind of plonking along. Unlike if you're like Wakeman free on this, he'd be up and down those keys like like a like a fiend. <laughs> Uh, I like the turnaround a, a lot, um, and shoes for the dead, of course, and there's some mez gurgling towards the end. But but a deep cut, nice to listen to occasionally. But uh, I'm not coming back very often. Ezra, what do you reckon? Yeah, I mean, obviously, Grain Shill. Everybody loves Grain Shill, and um, 
yeah, you know, the pub. Who doesn't love a pub? And who doesn't <laughs> love that kind Green of like bollocksy meats and potatoes? You know, like you can imagine a horror film where you serve like bangers and mash in a pub and you're cutting through the mash with your with your knife and your fork, and there's actual bollocks, human bollocks in your mash. You know, that's what I think. I've of, been right? that pub. I know the pub you're on about. Name the mash and bollocks. <laughs> Let's go. Let's shut him down. <laughs> <laughs> and and yeah, I love I love the lyrics as well. Um I'll I'll read from my from my notes. Uh, magnitude of magnetic pathways through time. The past leads us. We're lost without it. Ironically, in the past, the past was honoured, and the dead were hooved in their shoes for walking. In the present, the shoes have been horned off, and when the past calls, the skin bleeds. That's brilliant. Is I, that... was, I was actually trying to do a kind of a Wolverhampton oh, accent. Geez, that I, was awful. Read... That was very, that was a, the worst. Blabaga. Go on. Go on, you try. Go on, well, go on, magnitude of magnetic pathways through time. The pet's loudest, but not without it. Ironically, in the past, to be fair. <laughs> so I've gone. I, I was honoured and all the dead was honoured with them showers for walking in the present. The showers have been honoured off. <laughs> And when the past goes, the skin it blades like. Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful. Pot noodle. It's um that's some oh, some, some some top draw brummage right there. Um well, don't say that. it's Wolverhampton, Umberumpum. I know, I know. Wow. But and Slate Slater from Wolverhampton, all right. Unfortunately so. Yes. Um <laughs> Damn fine band. What are you Damn a fine band. Yes. I, in Tokyo, like I go in this I used to go in this one bar for about seven years and i walked in and they'd put slade on whether i wanted it on or not <laughs> and it, uh, i had to stop going you know what i mean i do know what I you mean to japan <laughs> <laughs> i wanted to start a new life <laughs> <laughs> goodbye to could it, could, have been worse. could have been worse it could be playing ned's atomic dustbin at you but i think they're from stowbridge aren't they yes Starbridge oh, yeah. is great. I, uh, I like the Crystal Leisure Centre, best place in Starbridge. Very good. Very good, yes. I, I don't know why I'm bigging them up now. Um, yeah. Um, and Bentley Rhythmace. Yeah, well, I don't think it was from Wolverhampton, but he was from near, yeah. Close enough. Yeah. <laughs> so they say. <laughs> what does Tim think of this uh, song? Uh, so Timothy has said, uh, Lord Stones. Uh, latter day favorite of mine for sure. Really driving, great sound, tasteful guitar work, and some lovely filter puckery. Men's in majestic form, chewing and spitting the words. It's the perfect length, too. Not a second wasted. Really, it does. He, he's he's so deep into the chug, his era. Yeah, exactly. Um, Alistair, you, I don't think you've got a lot of time for this. It's, it's it's competent, you know. It's, it just doesn't really stand out to me. It must have been up against something that was uh, very poor in the in the first round. Uh, do, do you remember which one it, it was up against, Mister Brandon? I can find out for you. Keep talking. Um, not really got a great deal to say about it, apart from the Grand Jill stuff, you know. Then, then we'll just wait. Yeah. Let's just wait <laughs> in silence while I find this song. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll continue using sign language if you like. <laughs> I'll, I'll insult you right now. Here we go. Just called you a dirty pie eater. He is dirty. And a pie eater. 
So it it um it it was in a three way right at the end if you remember with my door is never Mexico wax solvent and a lot of songs and two went through and my door is never uh, one of the poorest tracks on the I believe uh, Reformation so that's that's why it's pretty much got to buy into the second round so yeah it's um I, I do quite like some of the, the the lyrics after dark sunset my brother and I we walked the path far from the tower a light sea breeze ruffles blood skin is bleeding shoes for the dead pink dots off the island of white sails off the island of bergen lights out at 11 on the lodestones in the parish revisited island and running my hand across the little stones the pill police see into the stupid barges shoes for lodestones all you need to know isn't it but we tarry too long on this one which i think is a done deal are we going with spencer or are we going with lodestones ezra martin um i'm i think everyone's going with spencer i'm going with lodestones just to be different Ooh. just because i think it's i think lyrically it's a lot better and but i do understand what you mean it's very um it's a very normal song uh which is very boring but i do like how marky e. smith's voice sounds a bit like councillor cox and evans from uh reeves and mortimer yeah at the beginning he does <laughs> so this era i don't know if you if you're familiar with the kind of 2010s, there's a there's some good stuff in there, but there's a lot of these chugging kind of pub rockish 70s style. Uh, but Smith does a lot of nice gurgling and, and sounds over the top of it. If you're trying to d- describe the fall to a mate who's never heard him, you wouldn't say this. So this should really lose. But I didn't like Spencer Must Die. I, I didn't. I Fair thought it, if you like. But if you like Mark E. Smith with electronic music, Jansen Burner, that thing he did, that's really good. Yeah, yeah. Even I, so, but um, but I'm happy to lose because yeah. this one I could take or leave. We'll I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna um, enable Martin's happiness and vote for Spencer. Must die. Okay. Well, see, I was, I was starting to crap it a little bit because both of our patrons have voted for Lodestones, which is interesting. Um, so, so Lodestones is is well up. It's three one after uh, uh, the Patreons and Ezra have voted. I'm making it easy. I'm going for Spencer. What about you, Phil? And uh, and Tim? Spencer for me. I think it's more interesting. Yeah. Yeah. What does what does Tim think? What uh, what's he giving it? He's oh, do you know what? I think he's going to go for Lordstones. You know, he has. He's going for Lordstones. Interesting. So Alistair's got the call, hasn't he? That's where you going, Al? I'm going. For, I'm going to go for the one with the groove. So it's Spencer, funky side doing the stuff on there. It's, uh, it's oh, yeah. that's, that's what carries it through for me. Back to the fingers. It's an evening of detours. It's an evening of, of wheels spinning endlessly in the mud. If you're still with us, I pity. I pity you, listener. <laughs> <laughs> the dyads all in this one, isn't it? Yes, all right. Out of three, we're going for Spencer Mustard. Give us a point score. One, two, three, and go. We got two. We got four. We got six. We got nine. We got eleven. What does what does Tim think for Spencer? Two. Thirteen for Spencer. And uh, Lord Stones. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. What does he say? Doesn't matter, does it? Three. Why? All right, so uh, Spencer goes through, and we're going down to the last showdown of the evening, which is Smile versus No Bulbs. Oh, here you know, before you play it, Phil, I'm going to take another detour, as is I want. There was a we came across. Uh, I came across a, a pretty decent cover of Before the Moon Falls uh, by a band called Del Delacave. Um, 
seems like it's only posted a few years ago, so I'm not sure if it's a recent one, but let's have a let's have a little bit of a listen to their version of it before. It looked like it was on a French tribute album to the fall. Well, there was that French tribute a few years ago. We played a couple of tracks from that along the way. So I'm gonna to have to check that out because yeah, this is this is pretty decent. Mm-hmm. decent so that's delicate um and it's called uh, a french tribute to the fall for accurate title as all the bands are french and uh, you can get it on on the Bandcamp platform let's have a listen <laughs> pip if you don't mind to smile <laughs> Certain style That's even better than this. Uh, Ezra, what do you reckon to uh, to this? Smile. Brilliant song. Smile. Smile would ask for a fag in Texas. You know, it's quite interesting because it's by the grace of a Texan man <laughs> that we're doing this. Well, that me and Martin are able to join this podcast because we're in a Texan man's apartment. Really? Has, has he provided said fag? Well, should we ask him? Please do. <laughs> He's, He's provided said fag space. <laughs> Very good. Chase. Hello. Good afternoon. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, s- a smile is so fucking incredible. I mean, it, I think it could be. I think it could be the most intense, nasty song the fall ever recorded. It's calling it. And I, I don't know. I mean, maybe, maybe on this day. Or I don't know, yeah, but yeah, it, it's it's so intense, and and I love listening to it, and I love listening to the band trying to keep pace with it. 
because they seem to, you know, like on on the perverted by language version, they seem to flub it a few times, and it it just seems to be like you know they're trying to keep keep this intensity. And David Bellamy, lousy celebrity, makes record smiles. You know, there was this great horror movie, not that great maybe, but it was released the uh, other year called Smile. And you know, I, I really feel like there should have been a video for this song. Or the movie should have used this song because it's perfect. It's perfect. The demonic nightclub with the grinding noise, barely suppressed night thirsts and violent frustration. And, and you know, the agricultural, industrial and cultural revolutions that came from the UK, right? It's baked into our bones and imposed onto the colonized world and inflicted, it was inflicted onto our, you know, onto the British, onto the citizens of the UK first. So that's, you know, the onui, the alienation, the abjection, the concentration of leisure time and the growth of the industrial military entertainment complex and smile, smile, smile. It really, you know, it reminds me a lot of that song by Gang of Four. At home, she feels like a tourist. Yeah. And it's interesting because, you know, Smith slated Gang of Four. I fucking love Gang of Four. But when you when you compare these two songs, it's like, you know, Gang of Four, they, they get it on an intellectual scale, whereas The Fall hammer it home on an emotional level that's just so, ah, ah, it's intense. It's very, very, very intense. As I say here in my notes, the false version transcends the intellect and goes straight for the quivering nerve-peeled emotional truth of the situation. The horror of just going to a place where you're supposed to have fun and having none of that and then feeling like you have to take a load of drugs before you can even start to begin to think about happiness. Chef's kiss. I think we're done here, gentlemen. That's the end of the show. We'll we'll see you all in a week's time. Thank you very much. Martin, what what do you think of this? Well, I've uh, been um, yeah, I'm the fall's been in out in and out of my life, you know, through all listening to music. So to get into it, I've been practicing a Japanese prison camp with my girlfriends to get ready. I don't know. This song is this. If it's not the best four song ever recorded, it would definitely be in my top one. It's Hold like it, it? no Hold other, it. no other band could make a song like this. Do you know what I mean? Okay. It's like try playing it yourself on guitar or on drums or anything. It's impossible. This is why he hated musicians. He was about anti-music, and this is as anti-music as you can be without becoming noise, and noise is a big thing in Japan. I think I, I'd, 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 it, it's terrible that the other song's very good as well. It's up against. but it's. I remember first hearing this song. I got into this very late. I'd come to Japan. I was trying to sort my life out, and I heard this for the first time, and I'm thinking, shit, it like really did change. I'm on a I'm on a train in Kanagawa, bouncing up and down, going, where am I going? And I'm listening to this and I'm working with kids and you're told to smile all the time. This song's got real resonance for me. Uh anything it's up against will lose. 
I agree. <laughs> it definitely, it definitely is going to win this, or I, I will be quitting this podcast immediately. Uh, Alistair, you like this song as well, right? Muted. I'm mute. Rabbit in a way. How long do you think it'll take him to realize? Ages. Probably won't notice before the end of the episode. There we go. <laughs> oh, are you you're back? What do you think of the song? Smile. Right, and it's uh, it's just like the whole thing though. Like, it's um, it's from start to finish. I mean, like the, the drums, absolutely amazing. It's the, the way that they that kind of like plodding thing, but the two drummers, the sort of chemistry that they got going on there, uh, is like a bit of a backbone to it. But everybody's doing something that's individual on it. I mean, the bass itself, it, you know, it goes off on tangents. Uh, the guitar is. The only song by default I've ever tried to play uh, on the guitar, I and mean, it's, it's not too difficult. Um, but yeah, it's just the way everything works together. You've got the vocal squeals in there. I don't really get into the lyrics too much, like, but you know, there's a few lines in there that you can pick out, you know, to take the chicken run to the toilet. Um, but yeah, it's, for me, it's, it's it's one of the one of the best by default uh, when they were at the best, in my opinion. Brilliant. Everyone's calling it tonight, and I, I really don't blame you. It is absolutely fantastic, and it's, it is certainly one of my favourite favorite fall songs, and it came up against Jawbone and the Eurifle in round one, which is another song that I, I really, really love, and it put out Jawbone, um, but I think Jawbone got back in, so it's still back in. Don't, don't worry. Don't worry, chaps. But yeah, <laughs> absolutely menacing in a way that, like again only the fall can do and it's just i can't shake the fact that it is systematic abuse the same riff that we took the piss out of when we first came around and at that time i didn't realize how close these two riffs are and it's so strange that that systematic abuse which although sure it's grown on me it is still a, not a high point for the fall but almost the same notes in the same like the songs are so similar, but they're as, about as far apart as you can get. And it does unfortunately mean that the fall did get shit and they stayed shit after like 1985. But that's just something we have to deal with. Um, every <laughs> no, no, I'm I'm joking. Hmm. But he does it with such. Go on, Pip. Well, I was just gonna say it's it, for me. It's the best in the song. I think it's the as soon as the best kicks in, it's Steve Hanley just pushing this so hard all the way through mm. to the end. And it's like, I, I get what Martin means in terms of how difficult it is to perform something like this because it's it, it's it's very stiff arm playing for the guitar and the bass, but it's frantic and it's insistent and it's prolonged and it's that's the hardest kind of playing to do, that prolonged stamina kind of stuff. Um, and it is intense from start to finish and it's, there's no distortion anywhere to be seen because the two differences, the difference between this and something like systematic abuse is a bit of gratuitous fuzz on everything, isn't it? And this is just clean, intense guitar and it's all the heavier and harder for it. But the the, the main thing that I love about this tune more than anything else is the theatricality that Smith approaches it with, that forced smile that he does quite obviously as he's singing through clenched teeth with a joker-like smile plastered on his face it's it's again 
it's being told to be happy, but it's it's the it's being slapped on her face and it's it's uncomfortable and it becomes uncanny and gets under your skin because of it. And it's it, that's what this song's like. And it, it isn't like anything else. And I agree, no other band could do it. And for me, it is the fact that it is a performance piece more than anything else that I want. It very much is, and you 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 actually hear him guiding the band, which. Uh, would suggest uh, 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 uh. yeah and then he goes to take it down and then he goes up up which would suggest they haven't played it live very much at this point i'm not sure uh, yeah exactly it's like james brown isn't he, you know yeah take him to the bridge <laughs> it's a name that comes up quite often in this podcast we've we've likened smith in terms of his band leadership to people like james brown but this is yeah like super this is he's clearly working as a band leader here in, in it yeah um <clears throat> Similar to what I said about when the moon falls, about not adding distortion, even more so here, a lesser band would be piling on those guitars and piling on the noise, and they do not change it at all. It's just got that menace. And the progression from moon falls to smile, which is only a couple of years, this is when they've really nailed it. Yeah, this is the this is them at their absolute prime. And before I start this podcast, I would have said Dragnet was and grotesque with it was the prime but more and more i'm coming to avert by languages is where they really nailed the sound that that's kind of high point so and five minutes is not, with you there. yeah five yeah. minutes isn't long enough by half I, I want 10 or 15 minutes of this easy yeah what's tim think it's put one of the best fall songs we're all cooing over this aren't we maybe the most sustained bit of menace i've ever heard in a song that bass entry is a punch in the balls and the pounding drums sound fantastic i always get goosebumps at mezzi's scream and the tension and release as it builds and fades is perfect up 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 smiles height faded male arse decadence and anarchy he said he smiled something to dance to a certain smile certain style meat animals smile patchwork jacket from the top of his ears shaved relation with fellow age group and opposite birds smiles once anarchy is the fungus damp in the cellar there's something about those three words decadent anarchy smiles together it's just like a collision of amazing things isn't it yeah i mean just the, the the nailing of irony um there's a Lemonhead song. When I was a kid, I was into lemons, and there was a song called "Paid to Smile," which is a what is what is what an infant would write about the same topic as this. So this is Smith as a master of the language. Where, where um, the Lemonheads guy, what was his name, Evan Dando, is like a a small an infant in uh, basking in the in the radiance of Mark Edward. But still, we gush. I fear we gush too much. What did the patrons say? They love this as well. I'm sure. I love it. This is Max in light on oh, Michael in live versions. The drop to a karma mode, which is then ramped back up to full intensity on Mezzi's command, is more pronounced than it is in the studio version. And uh, Max, I've always had a bit of a thing about this song. I think against this song, I don't know why. It feels like the fall trying to be spooky, like Bauhaus or something, instead of actually being spooky. I'll give them. I'll give them the fact that they're trying because I mean, this would definitely pass as a Bauhaus song or a Bad Seeds song or something like that but I, they absolutely nail it better than you know those other two bands so we agree but we don't agree whether or not that's a good or bad thing um let's move to the last song that's up against which is i, I checked me and I, as we we're having a discussion this morning about these two songs and this song no bulbs has 10 times as many listens it's actually one of the most popular fall songs on, on youtube 
um, it's the man in the street, no competition. But uh, let's have a listen. This is off the the wonderful and frightening. It's uh, it's actually off the Escape Route EP. So it's um it's about nine or ten months after Perverted by Language. So these two very similar in time frame, but uh, quite different in the execution. Alistair, what do you reckon to No Bulbs? Well, I'm not surprised. It's got as many lessons as it has because it is a really good sort of pop song, like but a wonky pop song. You have got like a little bits of Discord chucked in here and there. It's a bloody long song, uh, but again, I don't think it outstares its welcome. Uh, but yeah, it, you've got a, it's a little story in it about uh, when Bricks moved into uh, Smith's flat. So she's come from California, uh, sort of like millionaire's kind of uh, background, you know, rich family, to uh, living in a shithole next to a brothel in Presswich, apparently. And uh, yeah, a lot of fun, that story, isn't it? Uh, but yeah, you've got the blobstruck uh, line in there, which uh, I think relates to how uh, Bricks reacted uh, to it all, which uh, is kind of amusing and it's a Profanosaurus entry. Uh, but yeah, great song, like, and it uh, shapes up against Smile, really. It is indeed, because it is, it's a really nice, poppy song, and it just proves that, you know, this group uh, with. You know, obviously, Bricks came on board somewhere in the middle, so there's a, there's a clear change. But within a, a year, just to be able to produce those two pieces, uh, it's it's pretty phenomenal. But yeah, it's got its work cut out. Pip, what you reckon? Oh yeah, it's a classic, absolutely brilliant slice of wonky wonderfulness. Um, there's nothing to dislike. The guitar is just amazing in it. I, I love the fact that. From a technical point of view, the the playing like a structuralist kind of scale set, and but in in reality, it's just the mechanics of the guitar and bouncing up and down <laughs> fret on it. But it sounds perfect all the way through. I'm not sure if that's Bricks or uh, who else would it be? Scanlon at that point. It's uh, but whoever's whoever's doing it, it's brilliant. I, I I love I love all of it. It's it's quite a long tune as well, isn't it? It totally carries. It's 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 so lovely. I, I was I was struck by uh, Craigness as well, and the similarity in these two. It's that that style of wonky pop music that they do, isn't it? Which is a bit like. What pavement, I guess, riff on and, and and some blur stuff kind of riffs on it as well. And it's it, it's it's a really great palette cleanser, isn't it, with some of the heavier stuff. But I think because of our tastes and, and the bits of fall that we're into, the poppy stuff's not gonna fare as well as something as razor edged as smile, is it? So uh I, I don't think it's going to do particularly well now, but it's such a great tune. And it's a great earworm. 
it's certainly yeah yeah the, the, that country twangy and um yeah i think the difference between the i've said some angular craigness and i think it's got that same feel but the difference is bricks is on board now there's big backing vocals it's a big pop tune a nice bit of attitude and um let's talk about the chorus there's a low voice which at first i thought maybe was burns or someone else but he's not he's not on board at this point but um but no, I think it's Mez doing a really low voice, which is really unusual. You don't hear that. Uh, you don't hear him do that low voice very often. It works quite well. Um, yeah, but, you know, it, it's never been one of my favorites. It's a decent pop tune, but um, that's all it is really for me. What does Tim think? Another masterpiece and something I hoped would go all the way. I love the pop sensibilities of it, the great off-kilter backing vocals and that killer riff that drills throughout the whole thing. It balances the pop urge of this era with the oddness I expect from the band at its best. But it doesn't make me tense up and react like Smile does. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's it. It's... it's um, this is what, what Max and Michael serve on, on the, the Patreon um max says what a fucking banger arguably it goes on too long but i don't mind i love every surf guitar in second of it best song about mold ever <laughs> my the image for me from that song when you from that bit in the bricks book is when when um k carol's knickers are still <laughs> unwashed knickers just on the floor of mez's bedroom when bricks arrives <laughs> that's some grim introduction but he's that's pretty much sets out what you're going to get right if you stay after that, you're probably around for a bit of a while. Um, this is uh, Michael says, um, no, but it was one of the fall songs. It is quite long, but I never noticed a length. I would be happy if it was a couple of minutes longer. Slates, paintwork, and blindness are also like this. Uh, I agree that there, those some of those longer uh, songs do work, but yeah, I think it's I think it's, the, the original version is seven minutes or whatever. I think it's like a good while longer than it needs to be in my mind. But about the chaps over there. In, the, in Tokyo town, in the Texans' house. What do you think, Ezra? In the Texans' house. <laughs> I'm, I'm failing yeah. so Texan. It's unbelievable. Yeah, uh, motherfucker. Uh, go on. Do you want to go <laughs> first? <laughs> I think you need to decide. Are you choosing what is the best song that you might want to DJ out or the best song you want to listen to or the best full song? And if you're choosing the best full song, uh, it's definitely Smile, because no other band can do that. If you're choosing, because he DJed it the other day when we did the club together, and it sounds great. It's a much nicer song to listen to, and it's brilliant. It, I think it really depends. They're both good songs, but I think Smile is the winner because no other band can do it. Very On good. the flip side, I would say what other band could do No Bulbs? You know, seriously, like... It's a perfect flip side to smile. And it's got this jocular kind of like working class ensnared in poverty in poverty kind of like do 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 We were poor but we were happy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of hilarious, you know, the the uh the, the jocularity of it. And it it's got this lovely kind of space rocking going on when the chorus, uh not the chorus, you know, like in the verse, it I like that a lot. Um, my favorite lyric part is a bulb has just gone out, and the only light I have found is the original with a set square neck laying out cool dwellings for the next Britain 
in the evening. The apartment he he has made, he is genius in allocation of space. And I think it's fitting that I've had hiccups whilst (laughs) reading that. (laughs) Because... (laughs) (laughs) Nicely recovered. (laughs) We didn't notice. (laughs) Because this is some perfect fucking bland ass Keir Starmer fucking sellout so socialist fucking you know fuck you all you're not rich you cunts bullshit and I feel like you know I, I love that line for the next Britain in the evening like to me that lays a whole ex- extra layer of depth onto this song it's you know I mean you know I am in broad agree- agreement about the smiles, but make no bones about it. This is some serious good stuff. A very good try. A very, very good try. Um, what about colonialism, though? What about it? In need of a black shirt. <laughs> You're asking me. Just, it was just, I was just generally thinking. Apropos of nothing. A general uh, it, thought. I'm what, hunting. What, what about friend. colonialism? Oh. In general, I mean, general, general. Is, what about that word, general? <laughs> is this a Jerry Springer one? You know, be kind and be good to each other, and then you sign off. I don't know. I'll tell you what. The former tenant was anti-corporal punish, meant well, but it came to nothing. Light has just gone out. In need of a white lamp at the end of my tether, I destroyed years of hippie craft and cut up a mad ship with a string wooden chandelier or something. <laughs> That's brilliant. It's, it is. It is. It is brilliant. It's fucking brilliant. Yeah. Very, very good. Well, um, what, what, uh, has everyone said something? I can't remember. All right, let's have a vote then. So, um, I'm clearly going for smile, made that very clear. What about you, chaps? Smile, not such a chicken toilet. All right, (laughs) so I'll go, isn't it? Anyone going to dissent? Ezra's going to dissent, he's going to go for no bulbs. Are you going for smile? Very good, very good. There you go, Tim. Come for smile, hasn't it? It's all the way. I can't read that. So. Both yeah. Surely both of our patrons have gone for smile. Um, no, neither of them. Both of them have gone. Oh no, sorry. Michael has gone for smile, but uh, Max has gone for no bulbs because yeah, he said he didn't really like it because of the Bauhaus ripoff. But whatever, entitled to your opinion as you get slaughtered. We win. Um, that's the end. Martin, thanks for Love coming. <laughs> Martin's been delightful. Thank you very much for having me. Um, I've really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed your last one. And uh, I'm spreading it around other people. So hopefully, uh, you know, people will listen. Very good. Um, The STD podcast. Thank you very much. That's delightful. Well, um, there is a rotation. So you can't come back until Ezra's used all 12 Martins in order. Um, well, there's one for every month of the year, you know. I, I'm the May Martin, okay. as you may or may not know. Wow. I'm the May Martin. Yeah, I'm. I'm like make Michael Caine. Very good. And well, not a lot of people know that. Yeah, I've got all these minds. Right. Well, that's the end. So next week we might we have. Um... <laughs> so, what? <laughs> Oh, it's chaos here. It's like that Bill Grundy interview, isn't it? But before the moon falls, uh, Spencer must die and smile all go through, which is great news for everyone. 
And uh, next week, uh, fingers crossed, we've got a special guest, which will be a lot of fun. In two weeks' time, i.e. yesterday in the real world, because these go out two weeks uh, uh, ahead. No, you know what? That's not even true. This is going out next Saturday, which is before you do the play. So forget what we said earlier. (laughs) A week, a week before, right? Yeah. Yeah, you got a week left. Forget about it. It doesn't matter the tickets sold out. There's only like 20 of them. So whatever. You've blown it. <laughs> they've got they really sold because Chris Barrow of Wigan told me I think he got the last one. I, I wouldn't be surprised. There's there's only yeah. But it's not big, it's, not big it'll be a lot. It'll be a lot of bloody fun and we will probably tape it. We'll put it on video and then we'll we'll probably um make that video Burn available. It. Burn it. Burn it. All right, that's the end. Bye. See ya. Thank you very much. Take care. Uh, Godspeed. Take care. See you later. Bye. Thanks, Ezra. Did you have a good one? Is it right? We're still there. (laughs) We're still still there. All right, well. All right, chaps. Bye. Bye.